0: and we're slap bang in the middle of new new york he has arrived find him before it's too late <laughs> You've got to let her go. i need to talk to the police the doctor where is he very well dressed for a hitchhiker people go missing on the motorway some cars just vanish never to be seen again because there's something living down there Hello,
1: help us. Oh, my God, I'm making up. The weather is at 36 degrees
2: and it's blue skies all the way home. This is Sally Calypso signing off. Missing you already.
1: All right. So welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who. And on this episode, we are recording live on Facebook. And who are we? As always, I am Kyle Jones, and joining me on this podcast, Mr. Lee Shackelford. Lee, how are you? I'm well, guys, and uh, glad to be here with you,
2: and glad that we're not using our video cameras also. <laughs> yeah, me too. Not, so, not, yeah. not not you, but my video camera. <laughs> but if, so if you're joining us by Facebook, you're seeing our
1: logo, but uh, I promise you it's really live and it's really happening. So. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. And joining always on this podcast, Mr. Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you? Doing
0: great, man. Glad to be on for this live review. So, what
1: have you guys been up to? Uh, Clarence, I'll let you start first. What's been going on interesting for you lately?
0: Uh, Interesting. um, Just continuing to review some of the new episodes for Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Discovery, so I'm deep into that. And, uh, you know, writing reviews as well. well. So, if you want to see my written take on some of these latest episodes, you can also go to discussingtrek.com where you can, you know, read up what I've, what I've been talking about. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Mr.
1: Shackleford, what about you? What's been going on with you since the last time we spoke? Oh, i got a lot of
2: uh, work things going on, but um, in terms of uh, fan, fan kinds of things, I've been uh, starting production of the fourth series or fit or whatever you want to call it of Relativity. So... And um, I just learned that Clarence has just finished reading the scripts for Relativity for this batch, and uh, he he reports that it's given him a headache, so. uh,
0: (laughs) In a good way. In in a good good way, way,
2: yes, but still, (laughs) but but that is – that's the goal. That is the kind of thing that we're, that we're doing here. That, yeah, you <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But so that's, yeah, that's, that's the big thing out my way. What, what's up with you, Kyle?
1: Well, um, I, I have to echo what Clarence said. I am still enthralled by Star Trek series two of discovery. Uh, enjoyed that again this week. Looking forward again to this week's episode. Really enjoyed. This episode that we're about to review of Doctor Who and this weekend I got to spend some time with some family that I'd not seen for a while and that was fun. So I had a fun time Saturday and, um, you know, not, uh, want to wait so long to do that again. So that was fun. So, but glad to be on and glad to have you guys with us. And for anyone listening, if you are listening to this episode, go to Facebook, go to Facebook and look up Discussing Who. Why? Because you need to like Discussing Who on Facebook so that you can get notified of future live shows. So... For anyone listening, be sure to do that and be sure to also subscribe. So, guys, what about the news? You ready to get into a couple of things of news that we've got? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Doctor Who Series 12. It has moved officially from pre-production into production. And, Lee, you made a comment about (laughs) a photo you had seen. So, curious, what intrigued you? Well, they released a photo from the shooting location,
2: and it showed uh, uh, Jodie and her three friends uh, out there, uh, you know, just kind of linking arms and saying, hey, look, it's the four of us, you know, just like last year, and we're, we're shooting Doctor Who, and I said, yay, and then my next thought was, they're all wearing shorts, <laughs> um, it's, it's December, I guess, or it was it's January, I guess, when I saw that, and I thought, why are they doing that in the wintertime, and then it hit me, they're not. Because they're filming in South Africa, Mm. Ah, where it's summer. (laughs) They thought they had me there for a second, but they are—they're on location in South Africa filming right now. So that's uh, that's why the shorts. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, So do we think that this is going to put us in more? Well, I mean, I was going to say if they were going to be put into a situation where it would be "quote unquote" summertime recording, but this could be they set on a faraway planet, for all we know. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. Spain has doubled for other planets, and uh, certainly Wales has. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah in, still, in, the, in, in the days of the classic series, it always used to be a, uh, a rock quarry somewhere. So, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, it still disappoints me, there's no episode this year though. That's, that's, uh, well, no other episode this year. <laughs> it hoits. It hoits. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. At least
1: in what was it, uh, 2016, the one episode that we had had River Song. So, I mean, they kind of got a buy with that, but yeah. this one didn't have River Song.
2: <laughs> so you were willing to accept it as long as there was the consolation prize. Oh,
1: absolutely. If it yeah. had River Song, I mean, if this one episode had River Song in it this year, I'd been happy. Yeah, You know, Mm -hmm. so our other piece of news is kind of sort of Doctor Who related, because the person who I'm about to talk about actually stars in the episode we're reviewing. David Tennant does a podcast with and that's the name of it, I think. So have you guys seen that?
2: Yes. And I was going nuts trying to remember what was my news event I wanted to mention. That was it. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Yes.
1: So what do you guys think? David Tennant does a yeah. David Tennant does a podcast. What do
0: you think? Yeah, I was going to say I think the notion of it is awesome. I haven't listened myself, but I saw where Nicole, our friend Nicole, was posting about it earlier today. So yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, the thing about podcasting is easy to do, and especially when we have a celebrity like David Tennant. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be tuning in. Yeah. What about you, Lee? What do you think?
2: I listened to the first episode last night and uh it is an interview show it's just him going to be him chatting with friends and his uh his first friend that he chatted with was Olivia Coleman his uh famous co-star from uh, Broadchurch ah uh, and of course she's been uh, briefly on Doctor Who as well and uh yeah, currently she is Her Majesty on uh, the crown. So um, anyway, but but they are – I learned that they are dear, dear friends that apparently they just had the time of their lives making Broadchurch together. So they they do what friends do. You get them together in a room and they just sort of uh, cut up. So <laughs> th- this first episode is the two of them talking as fast as they can. And as we know, <laughs> once David gets going, he can really get going. So uh, – yeah, it's uh, so brace up your Scots accent and uh, <laughs> and dive in but but I I just thought it was a whole lot of fun. It was a thoroughly enjoyable hour of
1: podcasting. So good on you David for for doing this. Absolutely. And, you know, what I find that's really, really interesting about this, Clarence, you and I have had conversations, and I mean many conversations about, you know, what's the appropriate way or the proper way or the best way when we're marketing a podcast or looking at how to, you know, expand your reach. This one has David Tennant's name in it,
0: and he's David
1: Tennant. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't get much easier than that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just gonna add like it's it's funny because, you know, with most um nerd centric, geek centric things, uh, we're kind of in our our own little corner and we're happy that we're like owning this thing. So, you know, of course podcasts and things start off with geeks, geek centric, uh kind of push the movement to begin with. But then like later all the celebrities and the real radio hosts, quote unquote and people and even television shows started doing podcasts. And, you know, us geeks felt like, you know, maybe a part of our, you know, precious thing is being taken away from us. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's room for both. And certainly if David Tennant wants to talk, I'm, I'm going to be tuning in. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Just on her, the most recent
2: episode of of her podcast, my favorite comedian, Paula Poundstone, defined human beings as uh, having three characteristics. They breathe oxygen, they don't eat their young, and they have a podcast. (laughs) Character
0: actor, Paula Poundstone. Poundstone. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So guys, do you have any other pieces of news before we get into the story
2: proper? Really don't think so. Uh we you and I mentioned uh, briefly uh, Scratchman, um, and uh maybe it's that's worth mentioning, even though I guess it's no longer really news, but it is uh, it is Tom Baker's novel. And um there was video of him out there hawking it um on his eighty-fifth birthday, Long May He Wave. Wow. And um I, I believe that's right. I think he's 85. Yeah, I think you're right. Um mm. but uh and I have the book coming to me. I have not read it yet, but uh, I do know that it is something that he and um uh, uh, oh dear! Now I'm blanking on the man's name, uh, Harry Sullivan. Anyway, um, I can't think of his name either, except for yeah. Harry Sullivan. Oh dear! Anyway, the the the, the late. Uh, and very fine, funny actor from a classic who, but, but yeah, apparently uh, during their time together uh on, on the show that the two of them used to just sort of kick ideas around about, uh, about story ideas. And this is one that, uh, one of the things they talked about back in the seventies and uh, it's taken all this time to kind of get it back together again. But uh, so he has, Tom, Tom has written a book and, um, and, and people who have read it are saying, this is a lot of fun. This is really great. So, scratchman
1: cool beans cool beans well guys unless you have anything else to add i say let's no. get into the story
2: let's get into the traffic
1: all right, let's good let's gridlock so for anyone listening if you have not seen gridlock put us on pause go watch the episode because from henceforth spoilers spoilers <laughs>
0: spoilers 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 Spoilers.
1: So the spoiler warning has gone out, and we are back reviewing Gridlock. It is. I the, wondered if you'd had a way to do it live. I, I didn't know if you were going to be I that. actually was tested it? that. I actually yeah. did. And I couldn't get my wibbly-wobblies and my soundy-woundy yeah. all wound up together. Um, there was actually the program I was using had an update that I would had to have paid <laughs> for. So, uh, yeah, but... Blah. Blah. Well, affirmative. Spoilers. But you, yeah, but you <laughs> did. Spoilers. So you did hear it in your head. So there we go. Yes. <laughs> was that your best river song, cow? No, that was my worst.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a very good canine. Either.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, Gridlock is the third episode in the third series of Doctor Who. It originally aired on the 14th of April, 2007 on the BBC One, of course, in the UK. So the story begins, and before we begin the story, my question to you guys is, ballpark story, ballpark figure, you know, overview, what did you think? And Clarence, I'll let you t- go first.
0: What did you think? I think it was a very fun episode, a very fun episode with some cool ties and other shows like Torchwood there. Uh, very, very loosely, though, very loosely. Um, but I did have fun with the episode, very much enjoyed it. I... um I love the AI or the thought of the AI in, you know, her name, which we'll get into. And, you know, also, you know, I think it was fun having fun with this whole highway concept. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Colvains. Lee, what about
2: you? The same. same. This is not one of those episodes that I pull out of my stack of DVDs and say, wow, I, I really want to see Gridlock again. Uh, but uh, now I'm wondering why, because I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I had uh, what I remembered was Branigan and uh, uh you know uh, uh Brannigan is um oh more fun than a basket of kittens
0: <laughs> so i just the fun might lead to the basket of kittens indeed I mean, yeah exactly
1: <laughs> apparently has <laughs> i mean you, i mean after all it's just a short drive you know
0: exactly
1: 5 miles so it's interesting. How about you? Well, it's interesting. This is actually one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes. Oh, cool. Really? Yes. It, I mean, it is. And, and I guarantee you, I'll kind of, uh, you know, paraphrase something the doctor said one, but it's probably not what you would expect as the reason why. Um, but yes, and I will, I'll get into it later, but, uh, this is actually one of my very favorite Doctor Who episodes. So, uh, by all means, I was excited to, to review and watch and rewatch and watch it a third time right before we started uh, wow. recording. So, yes, um, to- so excited to talk about this. So, question, guys. We see the doctor and we see Martha, and they are following up on that you get one trip. And the doctor said, Oh, well, maybe we can take you on another trip. Do we see some reversal of course here or do we see the doctor changing his opinion? What do we see going on here between the doctor and Martha? And Lee, why don't you take this one first? I was I was intrigued by that I didn't remember it from the last time I had seen it. And
2: uh, he, he is I think the dialogue indicates that he is changing his mind. Uh, that this was not part of his original plan, but I, I don't think I don't think he had a very good plan to start with. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it, it's constantly, you know, as he always says about his
0: ideas, it's 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 always in a state of flux. So what what, what do you what do you think? Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like it was sort of a domino effect. Oh, we had so much fun on the last adventure. Let's do it again. You know, he, he he's you know in a state of trying to make up his mind with this. But you know, I'll give you two. We'll have fun with it. Now I did. Fine, like when he started to describe uh, Gallifrey. I don't want to ask you guys actually. Mm-hmm. Um, now, have have we seen Gallifrey up to this point in New Who? And I'm tr- probably not because it's lost. <laughs> right. I don't so, suppose so. No. Mm, so, so does his description here echo of what you thought Gallifrey looked like, or have you, or that you've seen it look like in classic? since we haven't seen it in New Who yet. Very good cool question.
2: It really is. and I, I don't think we ever went outside of the, um, the, the, what we had seen in classic was interiors for uh-huh. the most part, um, except in the um, forgettable um, Five Doctors, um, <laughs> which you know, once again was a rock quarry. So, um, yeah. Uh, and, and I think a lot of us uh, fans of the classic series were eager to sort of see, Let's go back to Gallifrey. And yeah. I I don't think the bomb has dropped yet that we can't that it's not there or at least he believes it's not there.
0: Yeah. Well, I can imagine you guys' minds were racing when he started talking about the Glass Dome and all this stuff.
1: Well, here's the thing about, uh, and and again, this is one of the reasons uh, that you're getting to that I love this episode. You go and you think of all of the things that we've seen. We've seen the Glass Dome many, many times now, you know, considering we're in 2019 and this was in 2007. So we're 12 years past when this was actually aired so having said that we've seen the glass dome we've seen the orange skies or the are the orange yeah the burnt orange skies we've seen all of that come to fruition in stories that we've seen since all of that description to my understanding unless it was in some of the novelizations or unless it was in big finish that groundwork was laid in this episode Well, um, you know, this reminds me that I actually have read
2: elsewhere that – and I just had to look it up. um, It's in The Censorites and that was in 1964. But Susan Hmm. gives a description of Gallifrey and it is either very much like what the doctor says here or it is – or this is a deliberate uh, uh, quote that he (laughs) – that he actually says exactly what she said. I haven't seen censorites in a long, long time. But, yeah, uh, I think what this description comes to us from 1964. Wow. wow. That is cool. Yeah.
1: Yes, even more so. Well, we didn't so. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't see that then, did we? I mean, mm. ten, I mean in no, this that's, episode. No, I'm saying. Oh, well, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not until, I think, next season... That we actually see parts of the dome or, you know, parts of Gallifrey or more of, of what Gallifrey looked like and so forth. So spoilers, spoilers, exactly. <laughs> so having said that, um, yeah, wow. I, going all the way back there. See, I learned something. That's cool. Yeah. Makes me want to see sensor again, but yeah. So let's kind of go on a little bit up to the point to where I want to talk about emotions and specifically buying and selling emotions because I have a question about that. So before I get into what my question is, what do you think is the message or the question or the idea that they're trying to communicate to us the viewer by talking about these buying moods or buying emotions what do you guys think of that and Lee, why don't you take that first um i noticed this time something i would
2: never noticed before that um those three people who are you know basically you know in in hot dog vendors you know uh they are credited as pharmacists Hmm. and um you know that's one of those you know blink and you'll miss it kind of things but i i do wonder what rtd's story about mood altering drugs um, is um, because um, that's a the, it, there's an interesting debate about mood altering drugs um, uh, those of us confessional who depend on them um, have some strong feelings about them <laughs> And, uh, but there, you know, obviously there are people who say, you know, nobody should ever, uh, you know, swallow a pill that does things to your brain. Um, uh, so, you know, um, uh, this may just have been a way of, 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 of bringing up the subject a- and not, uh, well, the doctor is clearly anti. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and that's interesting. So uh,
0: what what do you guys think? Hmm. Clarence, what do you think? Uh, um, you know, I was I was thinking of it maybe more for from a rec- recreational sense. Mm-hmm. Um the what the point taken in, in this episode is not too dissimilar from what people do today. Some people take drugs to forget or maybe you can substitute alcohol in there for drugs. Oh, that's true. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. Uh to, to maybe forget or, you know, like she does with her parents that are lost on the highway to forget mm-hmm. the pain. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm struggling through it myself to kind of figure out what was going on. What was the message? Um, cause I got a lot of different vibes early on in an episode. I got the drug thing. And then, you know, before me remembering the rest of the episode, I'm like, oh, they kidnapped, uh, Martha human trafficking. <laughs> you know? I, I was going through so many different ideas of what they were kind of, of going for in this episode. Um, As well as this highway, to me, it almost felt like I got the sense of, especially in today's climate, people trying to get over the wall or across the border. It very much felt like that's what they were trying to portray from this highway in a certain sense. But then when we get later on the episode, it doesn't feel like that. So I I don't know. There were so many different things that weren't really in a clear direction to me uh, in the early part of this episode.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, the, the buying of the emotion, I didn't see it as the doctor being more so, uh, against the pharmacy aspect. And I find that quite interesting that the vendors were listed as not vendors, but as pharmacists. So there was actually in the, you know, a different context that that gives it. Cause if. If I'm the writer, I'm Russell T. Davies, and I'm writing it, and I'm calling this character that I, whether it's a bit, you know, piece or not, a pharmacist, well, there's a clear intent behind that. That being said, I, uh, the biggest thing that I took away from it was I didn't quite understand what happened with the girl who forgot her parents, did she just forget that her parents existed altogether, which it didn't feel that she did, or should it have been more of a less of a forget drug than a don't care drug? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I think
2: Clarence is is exactly right. What what she's done is she's forgotten the pain, but because the doctor says, you know, they're they're out there on the motorway, and she says, really, that's nice. Yeah, like woohoo, I don't care. Yeah, so, yeah, uh-huh. but not parents i have parents you know yeah she just she doesn't completely forget her parents like amy pond does but- yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoilers <laughs> yeah yeah that just felt you know that just completely just fell right through the crack the wall so <laughs> so what did you you know clarence you mentioned that Martha had been kidnapped. What did you think? You know, you said something about you know, thinking at first human trafficking,
0: but when you realized
1: that these weren't necessarily human traffickers,
0: what did you think? Well, I love what they did here because they managed to take an event or a situation where, you know, they did kidnap her. But they they, (laughs) Yes. They they managed to spin that and tell a a heartfelt story that you know, immediate, immediately managed to change our thoughts on the whole kidnapping. You know? Went from being like, oh, no, to like, wow, really? Okay. But then they said five years. and I was like, oh, no way. No way. Take her back. Yeah, no you right. know. So. <laughs> what about you, Lee? What did you think? It did not struck
2: me until uh, we started talking about it just now. But they are uh, human traffickers, aren't they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah. We're, we're giving, they all are. Yes. Everybody in there is a, is a trafficker. Um, they probably don't call themselves that though. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm with Clarence. Uh, we, I mean, she's, she's, uh, uh, loving and hugging on these guys at the end. So, um, uh, all is forgiven once, uh, once it's all over. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still kidnapping. Um, but we, but yeah, we, we understand why this is having a third person changes everything for these people. And, um, as it turns out, they are very lucky that they picked the person they did. So. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm. Because, you know, they start this particular episode with the American Gothic type uh, man <laughs> and woman who are literally, you know, whatever happens to them happens because they only have two people in their car. Yeah. You know? yeah. Which yeah uh, makes you wonder why they got if they got
2: eaten by Macra, then why? Because they would have been up uh on a higher level, but yeah, yeah, don't think about it too much. Don't yeah. worry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I and mean, then so, is it a commentary on oh, no carpooling? I don't know what. The, I don't know what to think. You just travel. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: It's very, it's very easy to imagine uh, RTD coming up with this story while
1: stuck in traffic. Surely, I mean. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, yeah, man. I echo what Clarence said. Um, you know i I have a note here that basically says, curious about the commentary here what is, what was going on in England in two thousand and seven that might have led to the story yeah. or since this is New New York, was it a story about NYC traffic who knows yeah well
2: I you know I was driving through uh, Atlanta just last night and thinking as i as I often do, boy, those guys over there on the left they've got it made because uh, they've got a lane all to
0: themselves zowie we With- When did the, and I cannot remember the highway, but a couple of years ago, a few years back, there was this big um, traffic jam on some highway in California where they were doing construction. Oh, They put like Mageddon at the end of it. I can't remember which highway it it was. Yeah. But maybe that was going on around the time. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe so, Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, one of my LA friends would remember, but I, yeah, but you're right. There, there was that it was national news, a, a traffic jam that was national news. Yeah.
1: Or could it just be using the entire idea, not necessarily a specific one, but an entire idea of gridlocked traffic as a event because gridlocked traffic at some, s- place in some city is going to happen at some time, whether it's a city of a hundred people or a hundred million people, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have some type of gridlock because whether you have one road or 100 roads, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have a, you know, traffic jam at some point. Maybe that was the concept they were going, just general. Yeah. yeah they, they certainly knew they they weren't going to have to explain the
2: concept to people because everybody's, you know, had it happen to them sooner or later unless you've never left the
1: farm. Yeah, <laughs> or never left or never left the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're born out there. So You'd just be starting school. Yeah, so so we keep talking about the time that it these people spent. Did any of you or either of you or any of you that are listening at home listening to this podcast episode now, did you at any point think about the Things that they were driving. Did you see that and um look at how they, and I don't want to say decorated, but they they had basically furnished their vehicles. Did you, you guys yeah. notice that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the most fun things
2: about the episode, I think, is being inside uh, all those different people's cars. Yeah. They a
0: different style they had and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: And I just want to give a quick shout out. Our friend. Brittany has joined us in chat. So hello, Brittany. Glad to have you joining us. So, uh, we were talking about the, um, vehicles that they're driving. You know, I noticed that too, uh, especially for the, you know, the two older ladies. They had, you know, it looked much more like two older ladies would have if they had a house. That would be what their house looked like. Um, I did not see a scratch post though for the cat, so uh, you know, I, kept, I kept looking for that, but I didn't see that. Um, I want to mention something about uh, Lee. You mentioned this earlier. I want to get to the old rugged cross. This is for all of you out there on the roads. We're so sorry.
0: Drive safe.
1: So what did you think about hearing that? And this is actually, you know, for both of you, but, Leif, uh you're the one that brought it up first. So what did you think about hearing that song? It's another one of the things that I remember about the episode when, when somebody
2: says gridlock, and I think, um, oh, yeah, the cars, Macra, Old Rugged Cross. Yeah, more or less in that order. Brannigan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, and this time, it really struck me that um, – A lot of times, like it or not, a lot of times from the very beginning, Dr. Who has – it feels like he's sort of taken a pot shot at um, uh, conventional Judeo-Christian faiths. And this this feels to me like another one because the – People have have drug patches that they can just put on their neck and they're instantly experiencing those drugs. So that's that's part of what goes on in in the world that the story takes place in. They're also in this complete nightmare situation, but they can live through it because every now and then they sing about um, the old rugged cross. And in the end, they sing, abide with me. Um They're in a hopeless situation. Everybody there is convinced that it's going to be okay because there's somebody who's looking out for them and they're not. You can call the police all you want. They do not respond. They're not there. Yeah. And, and you just watch the doctor's face during the old rugged cross scene. Martha is crying. Um, but everyone else is blissful. They're so happy. They're so content with this idea. And the doctor is just gazing out the windshield like, nope, 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 nope. And, and in the end, he's right. There's nobody looking out for them. They all died. They're all dead. They're gone. And it's another one of those um uh, uh, empty universe uh, notions that I, I really – I got into a blazing argument with somebody about this 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> about this, <laughs> about the, the atheism of Doctor Who. And I said, it, this show is not atheist. And you know, over the years, is it, oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> um, sometimes it's even belligerently anti-faith, but, um, uh, but, but there it is. And I th- I think this is one of those episodes. I, I don't, I don't know any
0: other way to see it.
2: Mm. So what, what, what about you?
0: Mm. Uh, Clarence, what do you think? Yeah. I, I, I do agree with you on that point of the the choice of song there yeah <laughs> uh, very on the nose <laughs> it's very uh, on the nose yes. the ai name is calypso and the only reason i know this backstory is because we had an episode of calypso in the star trek discovery short tricks. so the uh-huh. calypso is a greek goddess uh-huh. and um the story of calypso is from homer's odyssey where she lures um she she keeps Odysseus in a constant prison, sort of like the highway, I'm holding up quotes, that we have in this episode. And she sings to him to keep him there. It's one of her ways of keeping him there for, uh, I think, seven years, eight years. I can't remember. Um, but I think that's kind of what they're trying to parallel here as well. And then, like you said, the choice of the song is just like a, <laughs> a obvious like, slap in the face to, you know. Uh, maybe the draw of, um, of religion itself. So
1: yeah. All right. So this is going to be one of the times that I'd break, uh, from you guys and actually disagree to some degree. Okay. So I didn't see as much bliss on their faces while they were singing for whatever reason, Lee, than, than you did. I think one of the characters actually shed a tear along with Martha. Um, mm-hmm. and. I don't remember. I think it was the 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 actual one of the two kidnappers. I think the guy. I think he actually shed a tear too. Uh i I'll have to go back and uh, watch it. And and let me preface by saying I like the old rugged cross as a song. My uh, <laughs> th- that it, one one of my grandmothers used to sing that a lot whenever I was a kid. So I have an emotional attachment to it. So I sure. you know I pre- I preface by saying that. But having said that. My take on this was this was as bad as things were, no matter how, you know, you, you call the police and they'll come in years. You have been on there for 12 years. These aren't stupid beings. I mean, these people aren't stupid. So. There has to be some type of coping mechanism beyond the mood altering drugs that gives them a sense of hope. And, you know, it's interesting how this conversation is going consider and considering this because it kind of parallels to something that we were talking about, uh, Clarence on discussing Trek reviewing the episode two with the people who were, um, in a different situation for, for, anybody that's not, uh, seen the episode. You know, I won't say anything else other than that, but they, I will just say they're in a different situation and there has to be a coping mechanism. To me, this song was these people's coping mechanism. You look mm-hmm. at some of the words, especially about, you know, laying down, uh, your burdens the or burden. whatever at some point th- that was how i interpreted it as
0: was this was a coping mechanism yeah mm-hmm. and and while while i agree with your assessment i think that the problem was that they were given hope when there actually was no hope and maybe the doctor was the hope i don't know maybe yeah, so
2: but no but that's my point exactly yeah mm. It you 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 guys know how that uh, how, how much I've written about uh, W. B. Du Bois recently, and uh, it, that's what it made me think of is that one of the things that sort of distanced him from the the civil rights movement in in, uh, in later years was that uh, he he believed very strongly that one of the problems for the black community in America was um, their their faith in in Jesus. And he said, you are waiting for somebody to rescue you, and they're not coming. They're clearly not coming. You have to do this yourself, which was very unpopular with a lot of people, that point of view. Yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, that, uh, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But that is what he, what he felt. And, and so I was thinking about that watching this. I think, boy, if these people are waiting for somebody to rescue them, it's been 20 years. Um, but on the other hand, as this episode shows, ultimately they're right Somebody actually is coming <laughs> to in him. So, you know, <laughs> you make of that what you will.
1: Yeah. Mm, good point. Good point. So let me ask, um and I'll be honest, you know, I'm supposed to be the who historian sometimes. I don't know the answer to this one, and I did not take the time to look it up. So, Lee, I'm going to depend on you to be the uber who historian here. Uh-oh. Macra. I think <laughs> yes. you— Refresh my memory. I know there's the Macro Terror. There's mm-hmm. a there's a story or, or a, a serial called the Macro Terror, I believe. Refresh my memory here. Um, if it feels to
2: you like uh, you've never seen the Macro Terror, it's because you haven't. If uh-huh. I remember right, and let's look it up, um, it is – I am First almost doctor. positive. Uh, second. Uh-huh. And, and you know how many of the Patrick Troughton stories are missing. Um, and I think – I don't want to say this wrong. I think that
1: uh, we don't have any
2: of the Macro Terror. Yes, Uh, you are correct. It
1: it is the uh, completely missing seventh serial of the fourth season of Doctor Who. It was first broadcast from the 11th of March to the 1st of April, 67, and all episodes are missing.
2: Yeah, and really, this is one of the things I remember about watching um, Gridlock the first time was that here we are in season three, And at this point, we really haven't done a lot of shouting out to the classic series, Um, you know, except in the obvious points of the character and the TARDIS and and so on. And so this is an episode that gave us him talking about Gallifrey. And that was that was a bit of a surprise to us. And then this shout out to an episode that literally nobody, you know, except maybe Dave Cooper has actually seen (laughs) because it's Because they erased it after they broadcast it. So yeah, and I, I I just remember, you know, in 2007 thinking, oh, that's cute. Let's make the let's make the monsters in this the macra. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just that's I just thought it was funny, and I'm sure
1: RTD thought it was funny too. To, Say. Uh, see, so for anyone listening that is from the cultnam collective, here's yes. what you guys need to do. And I think uh, our mad scientist friend, Ian Bissett, would be the perfect person to this. He needs to create some type of brain, uh, imager so that we can have deva vision. And, <laughs> and since he's seen all the episodes, you know, my corny joke here, deva vision can, uh, let us see the old doctor who's. There That's you right. And
2: we and we we often uh, pick on a, a good old Dave as uh, being a uh, hundred years old or whatever. But the the reason why he is our uh, our connection to uh, original Who is because he is uh, he's the only one of us who was growing up in uh, in Britain at the time, and so he uh, uh, he was there as, as a as a wee lad yeah. to see these episodes when they were first aired, and the rest of us uh, were not so that's 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 about
1: bingo 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 so any other comments before we get to what happened after the um gridlock comes to an end so I, i you know i still want to talk about that but do you have any other comments before the gridlock is opened up and you know everybody drives up any other comments before we get past that I wondered uh, as we went along
2: through the, the the series if I would be struck uh, as I was back in 2005, 6, 7, and I was, um, by the RTD never missing an opportunity to give us a, a gay or lesbian couple who are uh, together have been together for years are happy together that that's completely normalized in the story. And that's something we don't see so much or we didn't, um, you know, 13 years ago, uh, on TV in, in the U.S. So that was. That was a bit of a surprise to a lot of us, and it felt to a lot of us like an agenda. It was an agenda I don't have a problem with, but it, but it did feel like an agenda just because he never misses the opportunity to have the two guys or the, or the two, the two gals who are, who are married. And it's, it's the kind of thing that, that keeps, uh, that has just had me, um, uh, the the um, the emoticon of me right now would just say SMH when when <laughs> when people have been talking about season eleven saying Ooh, what have we got to be so politically correct all of a sudden we're bowing to these pressure no let, go back and watch the series yeah. <laughs> for God's sake <laughs> it's yeah. always been like this this is Doctor Who and if you don't like it find another fandom but <laughs> um yeah so you know this is just another one of those those things and don't you love th- those two women they're just a great couple of characters um i, I love that the kind of train spotting woman who has been keeping uh, a log of every car that has gone by yes and then when the doctor presses her for information she says well i, I don't i don't note everything
0: <laughs> well yes you do <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is literally yeah, what you do <laughs> exactly what you do and and you know just when they're free just the two of them reach out for each other it's just it's so sweet and i just yeah and we haven't mentioned branigan who uh we had seen all these women who were cats um, back on uh, New Earth, and uh, and we hadn't seen any guys who were cats. So now we get this guy who's wearing a World War One aviator's helmet for some reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just <laughs> and he's just got this kind of funny garrulous manner, and he, you know, he obviously has this playful relationship with the other people that he talks with on the on the radio and the other drivers who are. Who 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 have been his next door neighbors, obviously for years.
1: Oh, can I the, can, can I say it? Can I go there? Can I go somewhere? He yeah. he he really likes uh, the the two older ladies because they always, you know, throw him a, a ball of yarn. They throw him a ball
2: of yeah. yarn. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Their their car didn't have a scratching
0: post either. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, that's oh funny. and it it was absolutely funny because. Him being a cat man, <laughs> mm-hmm. he had a problem with the two women being together. He said, exactly. "Oh, that's yes. not really my thing. Right yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're the cat fangled. Well, <sighs> you the cat. Well, but that's and that, isn't that how people are? You know, I, I think I told you that when uh, when my wife and I were in England last, we heard from a guy who said that the problem with London is there's too many Pakis in it. He didn't like all the people from Pakistan in it. And well, we asked him where where he and his family are from. They're from Pakistan." Oh, oh, oh
1: really? Me. Wow. So,
2: yeah. So, you know, I mean, th- this is just how people are. Like everybody else is the weird one, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Very good point. <laughs> yeah. So we get to the Senate and, you know, as many times as I've watched this episode, watching it tonight before uh, we started recording, it was the first time that I really got why the, and I don't know why I missed this, because they basically say it. I, maybe I just don't pay attention or, or I've kind of glossed over, even though I like this episode at the point. But I had never really kind of realized until tonight that all those people that are dead in the Senate are because they took a drug that basically yeah. made them so euphoric.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they they were they were dying and didn't know it. Yeah, I I had exactly the same response, Kyle. I I like I say, there's certain kind of standout things that I remember about this episode. I didn't remember that at all. The giant Senate chamber that's where the people apparently you know died and decomposed right where they were. I didn't I didn't remember that. Mm.
0: <laughs> Did they say what type of mood drug they had taken?
2: Bliss. Yes. Yeah. Bliss. yeah. 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 Yeah, they they find a, a one of the bliss stickers and pick it up. Yeah,
0: oh, Senators to need bliss? I don't know. Um.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so you know, we we get and we obviously see, you know, the people are dead, and you know, the the Senate has made a declaration that puts uh, the earth or new earth in quarantine before we get to the final scene. This actually is the same earth uh, that was in the 2006 story. New earth, obviously hence mm-hmm. the title um, and is something of a three part story that actually began with the second episode, the end of the world, because this is where the humans went after the destruction of earth so this is actually a pickup story going all the way back to the second episode back in 2005 and again i realize this is only two series in but it's a long form story not a singular you know story it's a long form big plan here um that being said we see uh novice haim again and we see the face of Bo. So, Clarence, considering the fact that uh, I think this is the first time we've seen the face of Bo since we went to Pensacola and actually saw a replicated face of Bo. So what was that kind of like seeing what you had taken a picture with uh, again? Or did it make um, a
0: difference? Yeah, it was cool to see uh, the face of Bo again. Uh, I, I was caught wondering... To myself, how much of the story had they actually had actually been planned out in the the writer's head or the showrunner's head? Um, does he know at this point the face of O is going to be uh spoilers, Jack Harkness? Um, or is that something that came later on that they was like, oh, it'll be a good tie-in if we do this? Um, so that's what was in my head as I watched this. I was thinking about Jack Harkness. I'm like, man, what a Long journeys in that we're seeing for this character, it really years. sad in a way mm. what do you think, Lee? What did you think seeing I, was, the face of
1: I was
2: I was thinking about captain Jack also and um and you know the the, the line that is supposedly establishes that uh, Bo and Jack are one and the same uh is controversial. I mean, he just says that's a nickname that he had when he was younger. Um, and one of the things that I, I noticed, and it's been pointed out before, is that in this episode, um, the face of Bo says he is the last of his kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which makes us wonder, what are we talking about? Because Jack is a human being, and there mm. are obviously other humans.
1: So. Mm. so let me say this. they There is even, and we've actually had a similar parallel conversation to this because there is another takeaway uh, line that is in one of the series one or series two episodes that says uh, something like the face of Bo is reportedly pregnant. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that was on um, earth station.
1: What? Yeah. So yeah. that being said, maybe if this is supposed to be Captain Jack, that the, reason he said that is he, he learned from the best that, you know, time travelers are, when dealing with time, rule number one, you have to lie. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. uh, get out of jail free card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: That, that, that's what I don't like about that is that you can always just say, well, he's lying. Um shades of obi-wan kenobi um <laughs> <laughs> well i said he was your father your father was killed by him i know that's what yes. i said but yeah it really but. was him but anyway yeah I don't, I don't know i think it's charming to think that jack who cannot die uh what actually happens is that he lives for five billion years and that's the that's this so what we're seeing here is the end of the uh the, the bad wolf legacy
0: yeah. and um
2: I love that Novice Haim has been tending to him. I don't really know what she can do for him. We we she she's kind of got some valves over there that she's twiddling at one point. So <laughs> so maybe she's more of a she's more of like an engineer's monitor for him than than nurse but it, you know it has the effect of taking care of him. That's Anna Hope by the way, the actress who played Novice Haim before. So yes, they, and they could easily have gotten away with casting somebody else, but um she's one of the hardest working actors in Britain, so I'm I'm glad that they went to the uh, you know, a little extra mile here to make sure that's that's literally novice Haim. And yeah. you could tell. I
1: mean, you really could, yeah. Mannerisms, voice, Matters. all mm-hmm. of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And a bit of a redemption story for her as well, her character as well. This oh, episode. yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is
2: her penance. Yeah. And yeah. she did a good job. Yeah. So,
1: that's a good point. so we see, um, you know, the, when, when obviously, you know, we know that, you know, things are going bad and when, the face of Bo is outside of the uh, container, I will call it, that he normally is in, and you see the face of Bo laying there, and then Martha comes in. Did you guys get the feeling that the doctor knew what was coming and was trying to stop uh, novice Haim from actually saying, you know, here's this prophecy, because once, not knowing what the prophecy was going to be, knowing that when the Face of Bo, if this is true, means the face of Bo dies at that point did you Did you guys get the feeling that he was trying to slow things down like i don 't want it to happen like this oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, cool, cool cool, cool, I did too, so I was curious, yeah, so, without giving any spoilers uh here, um, you are not alone let's not. N- talk about what we know happens here but from the context of the story in itself putting ourselves in 2007 what was your thoughts in 2007 (gasps) or clarence i'll actually put this to you first because i was probably saying oh well you got to watch this episode when you were first watching you know it through originally when you heard you are not alone
0: what did you think of course, that made my mind start to wonder. But, you know, regardless if you thought it was another, it may be another Time Lord or or not, Martha thinks it's her. And to me, this is one of the most cruelest things I've seen David no. Tennant's characters do is to just be harsh when she says, is it me? And he's just like, um, no. No, I don't think so. And you could just see the expression on on Martha's face. And you know, we got rebound earlier in the episode too. So she's she's had it rough this episode. Um, I mean, just rejection.
2: What a great day for Martha! Yeah, (sighs) like she hasn't been kidnapped already today. Yeah. (laughs) And eating somebody else's poop. Ah, oh man. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's what I thought of that. Um, right, what about you, Lee? Right uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I was having the same feelings. I was thinking, Doctor, come on. <laughs> I, you know, the, the tactful thing is to say, well, in a way, yeah, you know, you, you know, uh, obviously I'm not alone. I've got you, yeah. But I think he meant something more. You know, <laughs> I, you like to think that's what he would have said, but that's not what he said. Um, but I do remember in 2007, um, thinking. Yeah, there's more Time Lords. It's the Master.
1: Yep. Mm. You know, I'm thinking back in 2007, whenever I watched this originally, I don't know if I originally thought that it would be The Mistress. I really thought that it would. I didn't know. I mean, I really don't know. I I, I think I was really into not understanding, does it mean that you will always have companions? Does it mean mm. that you've yeah. got somebody else out there uh yeah. waiting for you? River, uh, do, do you know, what do you have waiting for you? I don't think I immediately knew that it was another time Lord or that it would be possibly the master or if it would be the Ronnie or if it would be the mm-hmm. meddling monk or if it would be yeah. somebody Romana or somebody. You know, all of that, I think, was open to possibility because, again, we didn't know that there might be the master coming back. We didn't know that at this point. Yeah. Oops. Spoiler.
0: Yeah. Spoilers. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's always like in some of these movies where the movie always starts off with this lone person on this journey. A lot of the uh, post-apocalyptic one man on the planet by himself, you eventually know he's going to run into somebody else, you know? (laughs) So him being the last time lord, I mean, even my knowledge of not really at that time having um, a a lot of intimate knowledge on the classic series, you kind of figure that he would eventually, you know, run into another time lord as well as even even I would say after this very descriptive um, being very descriptive on his uh, explaining how Gallifrey looked. You know, I kind of feel like maybe we would see that, too. So who knows what's what's in the future? Yeah. You know, we may have to wait,
1: you know, a couple of episodes, or we may be waiting to the end of time itself. Who knows? Could be. Could be. <laughs> you,
2: you may have to let the whole universe run its course. Yes. To get there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it suddenly strikes me, as I, I was talking before about this episode being um, – sort of um uh, uh boy i hate the word atheistic but but it, but the idea that the doctor is is uh the, that we're alone in the universe and sort of where the episode ends is you're not alone isn't that interesting very interesting uh, oh. so
1: so before we wrap up there is a pivotal scene i think for martha at the very end kind of in contrast With the doctor being in so much control at the beginning of episode one with him saying, you know, you know, you're you're just you're not replacing Rose and et cetera and so forth. She really takes control of sitting down and say, I'm not going anywhere. You know, you never explain. Explain to me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> what a great moment that is. Uh, you know, a lot of us are just punching the air when she pulls out that folding <laughs> chair. You go,
0: yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> hey. Clarence, what mm. about you? What do you think? Uh, it very very much felt like the moment in a, a relationship that someone may have where uh, one of the other uh, people in the relationship say, OK, we're going to have to talk about this. We got to get off our chest. We have to air it out. And she was having that moment, you know, um, you're going to have to kind of explain to me what's going on. Cause we see when she's on the car transport, whatever you call it, right. where she has a realization that she doesn't even know who this guy is. Yeah. And she's like, I can't, I can't do this unless you explain to me who you are. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Which
2: All right. Great for us
1: because it makes him finally say last at the timeless. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so for me, this is, um, you know the the you know i said i would mention why i love this episode so much and i said you know at the beginning it's probably not for the reason you expect the reason i love this episode so much is two of the tracks that murray gold wrote that have become my ultimate murray gold favorites which are bow and this is gallifrey and both of those tracks to me are absolutely beautiful and i love that music and both of those were originally created for this particular episode so it's so cool to hear music i've listened to over and over and over and over played inside the movie so i mean inside this episode not a movie but uh inside this story which i just think is absolutely beautiful to hear again so that's why i like this episode so much so kyle i'm so glad you brought that up because i it just knocked me out this time
2: and i ran to get my season three uh soundtrack album and i was uh, playing it in the car uh (laughs) shortly (laughs) thereafter and uh and it struck me i i think this is something that we never really talked about about season 11 that i can respect and admire the work of this composer who's who is the guy who isn't Murray Gold, right, on season 11. And people keep saying they feel like there's something missing from the show. And everybody's got a theory about what that is. And watching this and listening to that soundtrack album, it really clicked for me. It's that cinematic, lush, chase music-y kind of scoring of Murray Gold. That's what people are feeling is missing. Because my golly, that that whole thing where the doctor is is jumping between cars going you know in between people's cars and going out there <laughs> the, the, the 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 aft port and then you know down, 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 that whole chase thing. just listen to the music for that. It's just imagine that scene without that music
1: and, and uh,
2: go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, well no, that's all that's all I'm just saying uh, I really think that that Murray Gold's scoring is a lot of what makes this episode and a lot of other episodes of the series what they are and
1: uh, come back murray mm, yeah i mean i i like some of the things that aganola has done you know it's different and i know everybody's not going to be able to stay and i know he's not had enough time so i give him that but 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 That's to okay. piggyback off of what you just said there are so many themes that and again i know i watch these things over and over and over again but I will take a scene from series uh 10 that has to do with Bill and the doctor on a battlefield. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the reviews that we did. I think it's episode 59, if I remember correctly, of this podcast. When I'm talking about that scene, I actually choke up talking about it. It's not the acting that choked me up. It's the acting plus the music. Yeah. That made me yeah. choke up. Yeah. So, um, so that's why I like it. So I'm going to start out our uh reviews of one to five and give that just for the things that I've just now been saying a solid five for this episode. So wow. Clarence, what
0: say ye? I'm going to go with a four, three, because I had a lot of fun with this episode. It was a lot of fun. You mentioned the music while, while maybe the music is lost me a bit. the, energy that David Tennant brought added to that music you know at first I was just thinking oh David Tennant is having so much energy but as you guys were talking about the music it occurred to me that you know even his energy alone wouldn't have been enough to make um <laughs> some of those scenes really really work and as Lee mentioned the when he was jumping from car to car transport to transport uh the music added to that made it a lot of fun so 4.3 Okay, Lee. What say ye? I'm
2: going to give this a four seven. I think, um, and I'm not even really sure why, as usual, because um, I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed it more than I um, than I expected to, uh, just based on my my kind of a shaky
1: memory of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, four point seven. Hmm. Cool. And you know, I'll add one other thing to the idea of the music and. Again, this is just more praise on Murray Gold. Even down to the point of there's a scene in Series 9 with Clara and the Doctor. And even down to the music that he is playing on the guitar is a tune that is entitled Clara that has been playing throughout Clara's tenure well before Capaldi even became the Doctor. So, yeah. you know, just little things like that, I think that was what made, uh, Murray Gold brilliant as what he does. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I highly recommend that uh, soundtrack album for season three. If, uh, people listening to this don't have it, it's, uh, it's, it's still out there to download and buy in the shops. And it is, it's just a, a great collection of symphonic music, National Orchestra of Wales, of course. And, um, yeah, themes for Martha, themes for Donna, um, yeah, it's it's just it's just a great album. Cool beans. Awesome. Yeah,
1: oh, all right. Well, do any of you have any other comments before we go around the table and do our wrap up?
2: I think our friend Chris Timby has joined us here. So hi Chris.
1: So uh, always glad always glad of your support of this show. Cool beans, yes. Uh for some reason it looks like my live is no longer updating. Weird enough. Oh. Or at least the chat's not updating. So Yeah, we could be off the air for all we know. There you go. All right. So let's go around the table and kind of talk about where other people could find what you are working on. So, Clarence, I'll start with you. Uh, where could others find what other things you might be working on?
0: I'll just say if you're into technology, my brother uh, and myself do a technology podcast called Pedition, which can be found at techpedition.com.
1: Good deal. All right. Mr. Shackelford, what say ye? We are
2: actually recording and mixing episodes of Relativity. We really are. Um, it's been since last spring, spring of 2018, that we've had uh, whole episodes on the air, but they are coming soon. So fast, you won't believe it. So find out more about that
1: at relativitypodcast.com. Good deal. And if you would like to find out other things that this group of podcasters are working on, go to discussingnetwork.com. And with that, thank you for joining us on Facebook Live. Thank you for joining us and for subscribing using your favorite podcast player. And with that, we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.
2: Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash discussing who, also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?